Hi guys and welcome back to the Kissing Your Podcast. Today we're going to be chatting all things finance and I'm so excited to get into the juicy details. Me too, because this is something that we've struggled with over the years and I feel if we can help anyone else out there, even one mm. person, to like help get on top of their finances, I think I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, we've done a lot of trial and error over the years and I think too, whenever I've had discussions with friends in the past about like joining as a couple and coming together, it's so mismatch the results, not really the results, that's not the right word, but the, the opinions of yeah. other people and how they manage their finances and, I, and I people, think... oh, sorry, you go. <laughs> yeah, I'll go. It's been surprising for me when you see like quite established couples mm. that, and they're not just like something's been there for six months. They're like multiple year yeah. couples. And they still do things completely separate, mm. which I mean, if that works for them, great. Mm. But I don't see how that works. Yeah. I think this is just where it comes down to comfort in what you know. Because if you've based the relationship on that like forum or structure or whatever you want to call it, then it's going to feel normal for them. So, you know, it might be that a couple come together and one person has a lot of debt and the other person doesn't and they don't want to pay that off together because it's not really fair and so they just start off with 50-50 paying things you know and then that just kind of stays that way for some people that's how I've found in the past anyway when I'm talking to people yeah I guess if it's a lot of debt then it's kind of more fair but then yeah. after a certain amount of time if you've been together for a while it then becomes kind of both of yours anyway mm. I'd be interested to hear from you guys if you have a relationship where you split things 50 50 come over to my Instagram because I'm I'm fascinated about it I think a lot of it stems from there not being enough information out there like we're already going through a hard phase when you come out of high school you're you're trying to you know find your feet find out who you are and they say from ages like 18 through to 22 you change the most in your life because you're figuring out who you are as a person and then a lot of the time for a lot of us that is the time period that we meet the person that we end up with they say that I think by age 25 I can't I might be wrong with that number that you would have most likely have already met the person that you're going to be with you just might not know it yet. So the fact that you're chucking that into the mix of already trying to get to know yourself, establish your own job, establish your own life and income and savings and all the rest of it and assets that you might be investing in, you've got to then consider somebody else coming into your life and how you then configure that together to work. And a lot of the time, I feel like I've said that a lot so far, a lot of the time, when you're young, you don't really plan for the future. You're just thinking about the then, the now. And can I just say, you have the biggest expenses of your life in your 20s, I find. Unless you're someone that likes to do things, you know, slow burn. That is not me. I'm a very quick hitter to everything. Uh, but we got married. We bought a house. Uh, we rented together after nine months of being together. So that, and then we got a car and honeymoon and engagement ring and you name it, all those expenses, they cost a lot. They do. And we moved seven times Did in we? the space of our, like us knowing each other. I was calculating this the other day in the shower. Is that including this house? Including oh. this house. In ter the total amount of times that we've moved house, seven times. 
Over nine years, that's nine a years. lot. So yeah. like that all adds up. It does. So. It really does. I was actually just thinking about that. We've probably spent close to 80 grand in our 20s. No, sorry, apart from a house and a car. Oh, no, car included. Because if you think about the wedding, that was 40 grand with the honeymoon. Jewelry and stuff, you're looking at 10 to 15-ish. And then um, the car, how much should we pay for that? 22? Yeah. Yeah, 22 for the car. And then what else have we spent? Like, obviously, rent and things like that, but everyone has well, that. All the bills, like, it would be way more than that. It'd be in the hundreds. Oh, of no. Thousands. I'm just meaning, like, expenses that you can choose to do in your 20s. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. big things, not like daily life. No, 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 like... no, no. Not to survive. Um, but yeah, we definitely outlaid a lot in our 20s. So, coming together as a couple and then prioritizing where finances were going, that was really hard. But I feel like you and I kind of fell into sync with it i don't remember i had some debt when we first went together hey did you oh no that's right <laughs> oh this is all coming back to me so we got together and then we moved in nine months later and i had already got some home things so i had like a fridge and i think i had the washing machine maybe not i know you, you had the washing no no, no machine. i didn't have a washing machine oh we'll get so to we that. bought one yeah, yeah so when we moved in together i had a fair decent amount of furniture so then you decided that it would be only fair that because you were coming from a share house you didn't really own much that you would use your spendings to buy stuff and then I think we went over the budget and I like you said oh yeah you can just pay me back for some of this stuff because I didn't have as much as you were outlaying well yeah I had the money just sitting there and then yeah. I was like I'll buy the washing machine and the what else did we buy we bought a few things it was dining like the table dining set, couch, the couch. It wasn't too many things, but at the time yeah, it felt like a things. lot. Yeah. The mower. And then you were like, oh, that's okay. Um, you can just set up a payment plan back to me. Yeah, because I literally <laughs> split it down the middle and then mm. I was then just for like every fortnight or week or whatever it was that you were getting paid. Yeah. You just give me a little bit. Now in hindsight, it's absolutely ridiculous. But back then, my mum had always done that with me anyway so from about the age of 16 if ever I lent money she would do a tally and I would pay her back every fortnight so when he suggested this to me it was just kind of like second nature I was like yeah sure add it on to the tally <laughs> and like coming from a share house that was exactly how we did it yeah I even designed a spreadsheet for the share house so we could be like okay oh, really? when you go shopping because like we normally just one person would like pay for it and then yeah. we'd split it up and it was always such a shimmel to figure out okay what's the what percentage of your of the bill is shared what percentage is your specific thing so yeah. I created a thing to do it and yeah it worked well but I think the better way because I did share housing as well the better way is just doing your own groceries having your own shelf in the cupboard having your own meals yeah but we we decided as a house that we'd like yeah. cook together and do everything together and, and that then... was so nice every time I'd go around to your place before we ever lived together you'd do all the spag bowl together and it would be such a communal hub in the kitchen like everyone would it was, be in it was there. it was great that was some it good was. days they were really good days and one day i cooked my spaghetti bowls for like me personally for lunch cooked a whole batch of it left it out before bed to cool down forgot about it till the next morning had to throw it all out oh God, that was so that disappointing sucks. oh that's happened a few times to us here as well <laughs> The kids take over. I do. Um, so, sorry about that email just popping through then. Um, yeah, so when we came together, 
in our first ever rental. How did it work? We decided to do a, a spreadsheet. We've always done spreadsheets. I think that's just in your, that's just second nature to you, isn't it? I'm more of a write it down in person. Yeah, you're a put it on pen and paper, but I'm like, the pen and paper doesn't go everywhere I am. I'm like, if I'm, <laughs> if I'm somewhere else and I need to know the figures, oh, the book's at home. Oh, and your handwriting, you can read it, I can't. And you can't really read mine. Yeah, yours so, is like, terrible. Yeah, when you've been working for computers for 10 years, you don't, <laughs> your handwriting goes downhill. So Sometimes I like I things to be Darcy. and I like it <laughs> Just to be on the computer, on the, my phone, wherever I am, I can access it. Yeah. No, now in hindsight again, <laughs> I feel that we made the right decision following your gut instinct with that because it was definitely, for the long run, the better thing to do. Whenever we've gone into banks or, you know, needed to pull it out for tax returns or things like that. We can just pull out our spreadsheet and say, this is the exact thing. And the amount of times that the workers that we're, you know, liaising with for whatever reason have just gone, oh my God, you've got a spreadsheet. It's almost like we've just told them that they're going to orgasm. It's like, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> so um, highly recommend doing that. But we just use Excel. I think we have the free PDF somewhere that we once created. It's on my channel. It's either my main channel or the vlog channel. We might be able to find it and link yeah, it below. Yeah, we, we put a... um. We shared it from your Dropbox like years ago. Yeah. But it's, it's well out of date. Needs oh, an update. Okay. And um Well, if you want yeah, that, we'll, come we'll, over to Instagram and if there's enough of we'll, a want for we'll it. put it on your website. Yeah, we'll put it on my website if there's a want for it. Okay. Well, um, anyway, on the topic of Excel, we set up, you know, what we what our expenses overall were. Now, I don't remember. Did you decide or did you decide <laughs> i say did you decide because he actually controls our finances <laughs> well because you we kind of mutually because you agreed. suck <laughs> when i mutually agreed like i'm better in terms of being organized and remembering things yeah you are and, so much better at remembering things and like because like i'm good with those repeatable processes repetitive repetitive <laughs> repetitive and, re- and repeatable. Is repeatable a word yeah Something oh, is I'm repeatable, something like you can today. do the same thing over and over again. Like repetitive is also like, like if there was a tapping noise, like, oh, that's really repetitive. But if a process can be done the same way each time, get the same outcome, it's called a repeatable process. Oh, so it's, it's, a defi- it's yes. definitely a word. Yes, 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 yes. Um, no, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And it just numbers. I enjoy money and numbers. Yeah. So. I mean, I enjoy budgets. Don't get me wrong. Before I was ever with with Elliot, I managed my finances extremely well i was don't this is, pull this that is where face we, this at is me where we butted heads because you had your you just had two buckets okay but you have to remember that i was a strong independent woman didn't need no man in my life i'd learned to live by myself i'd learned to be very independent and so i had my process because i had terrible memory and all of that stuff so i had certain reminders in my phone i had certain reminders all over the shop, but it was just how it worked for me in my life. And so when we came together, Elliot wanted to completely flip my whole life. And I, I swear to goodness, I don't know what I've done in a past life or this life or whatever, but technology and me, it does not agree with me. And Elliot, you will agree. You have to back me up here. You have a special knack. I don't know what just- it is. Things breaking, weird mystical problems that no one else seems to have. Yeah. He'll go, oh, just open up LastPass. It's in there. Or, oh, just do this. It's on there. 
um, no, it's not, babe. And he'll be like, yes, it is. And then he'll come and look at it and be like, oh. And I'm like, see? <laughs> so when he tried to flip us over into this technology world, I completely lost my shiz because I was out of my comfort zone. I was out of my element. I didn't know how processes worked. I didn't know how to read the charts that he was wanting to create. And so then I and felt out of control. you understand the bank accounts either because mm. I introduced all these other buckets of money, like buckets where we'd put money, not yeah. actual buckets, like bank accounts. He basically just threw me in the deep end and said, Swim, bitch, or sink. <laughs> That's what you did to me. Because initially we tried to do it your way. We opened a shared account that we would put like grocery money into. Mm. And that's also where all of our bills were coming out of. And it was such a pain because we didn't know, okay, the money that's in there, can I go grocery shopping with that? Or can I buy fuel with that? Well, or I agree with the automatic change of that. bills need to come out of that? And then that's how you were kind of doing your life. You had your one account, which you'd use for like transactions and also you know bills why? were coming out of. Because I had not a lot of money coming in. <laughs> yeah, and so probably, probably not a lot of like bills as well. Yeah. But once we started like doing stuff together and you sign up to like subscriptions like Netflix and stuff like that, that's where it became an issue. And then we would yeah. get late fees because we'd then oh, miss things because there wasn't fee. enough money that's in there the because we spent the it on groceries. Mm-hmm. So that all had to change. Yeah. So then that's where came, like, I think we got up to, like, nine accounts or something like that. And then that's where you nine started account- to, yeah. yeah, well, it's more than that now. But because um, we started to, like, split things out. We did. I, th- I think that's, again, in hindsight, the best thing we ever did. I still don't fully understand all of the Excel sheets. And I just got to the point where Elle was trying to, like, teach me it. And it was confusing me. And I was trying to teach him my way and he was trying to teach me his way and we just did not see eye to eye on it and I said to him we've got too many cooks in the kitchen so one of us needs to take over this and I vote that he took over it and he also voted that just purely because he earns the money (laughs) and so he knows when he gets paid he can choose if he wants to take a portion of that or whatever. Not saying that I shouldn't also deserve that, but I just some somehow deep inside me back then I was just like, oh yeah, he can have that um, responsibility. And I think it just made a lot of sense because I like things simple, like simplified. So I can just log onto the account, see what money's in spendings for groceries or, or I was gonna say or period um <laughs> or petrol, and that's my. Like, that's what I have to work with. I don't have to think about anything else. Whereas because your pay is so confusing, because back then you were getting paid monthly and now you're getting paid fortnightly and the fortnightly amount changes. And I'm just like, that's no, too... fortnightly amount doesn't change. Yes, it does. You said no, the savings not... per fortnight changes. Well, the savings per fortnight changes. See? No, the, the, in, the, yeah. in, no, no, no. the income the stays... The income stays the same, s- I know. Stays the same. The, the values change because of what bills come out when. Exactly. And that, that was the biggest shift for me in terms of like monthly, I thought was really good and easy because I could just be like, okay, these are all the bills I need to do for the next month. And you just put them put them aside. Yeah. But then fortnightly came along. And I'm like, how? Because the first time I did it, I calculated it all. I'm like... I've got more expenses than I do income. How is this working? <laughs> and then I realized, oh, hold on. I don't need to pay for all of the bills in the month. I just need to pay for the bills that fall within the next two weeks. So you were paying twice the bills. 
Well, I didn't because I was like, I don't have enough money to cover no, this. No, I know, like, but that's it? what you were trying to do. Yeah, and then, <laughs> then the light bulb moment clicked and then that's why the, like, the spreadsheet's really like yeah. important now because then it tells me, okay, what bills do I need to pay? And what date. Yeah, so like it's been really helpful and it is a bit confusing because you need to like change. Like it was, It's actually quite simple because it asks you, when have you been paid? And then it tells you. It's like, okay, you need to cover bills from X to Y. Yeah. But then that means you need to have an understanding of what your expenses are when they come out on yes. average, and then you just sort of chart that out. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we haven't had a single late fee or missed a single bill. Or argument, I'll add to that. Yeah, it's been so much easier because <laughs> you know that the account for shopping and fuel yeah. is just for that. Yeah. And, you know, it was funny because we did an assumptions video today and someone said you're rich. Uh, we're definitely not. In fact, we just scrape by each month. So... It's extremely important for us to stick to a budget, and we've been really good at sticking to a bu- to a budget for many, many years. Like it's kind of been all we've known for like the majority of our twenties. Yeah, because we like you had some debt that we were paying off um, from like when I met you. Yeah, and then the whole like I got a credit card to buy your engagement ring and oh. stuff like that. So now that, that was where that whole slope started. Yeah, that that wasn't like the best time. Yeah. Um, it wasn't the best decision, not time. Never, sorry, yeah. ever, ever, men, if you're listening to this, never, ever, ever get a credit card for an engagement ring. P.S. I did not tell him to do that. Well, no, but like the, if I had have waited long enough to save up the money in cash to buy one, you probably would have left because you would have been like, no, oh, this guy's not serious. So you had to, <laughs> I kind of had to balance it out. Anyway, can't get back and change it now. If I would, I could, but I can't. Um, I wonder if you could have got a personal loan, though. Like, oh, that would have been way better than a credit card. Depends, because personal loans, it depends if they could secure the loan with, like, the ring. Yeah. Because then, yes, it would be... Well, no, because that wouldn't be a personal loan. That's a secured loan if you're if you're holding something against it, like a car, like a car loan or... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, could you have, a, like, a secured personal loan with, like, a ring? Maybe, Is that, I don't know, Would that work as, like, collateral? I don't know. I don't know. That's Maybe why I just went insurance. down the credit route, credit card route. Yeah. Um, but yeah, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Still paying that off. It then, was ironic because he got me the ring as a present, but then every month I was paying present. for it. Was it oh. a present? <laughs> what is it then? It was a promise of a life. <laughs> it didn't buy it to you for it's a present. present. What? what are you talking about? Engagement rings are not it's a present. It's a gift. It's a physical It's more thing. than a gift. Oh, it's like a symbol of my love. I'm not saying... <laughs> oh, you get your gift. You want to marry me as well? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, what if you let me finish the sentence, I'm saying that you gave me this gift and then I was paying it off <laughs> like for the next however many years, you know, mm. constantly whenever I was working, I was, like, having to fork over X amount for this, like, paying for my ring. <laughs> and I didn't even get a discussion in that. I didn't get to say, oh, no, I don't really want my money to go towards that. It was just, oh, here, here's a ring. Get married to me. And oh, also, there's a 10 grand loan attached to that. We can't have have both ways. No, of course. And obviously now I love it and um, wouldn't change it. But if I could go back to you then and tell you not to put it on a credit card, I would. Mm, Same, because then we as we started to pay money off the credit card, we're like, oh, we've got this like credit card. If you want to buy something, we then went down that slippery slope and then we mm. went down the whole like 
balance transferred with other credit cards when the interest-free period ran out. Actually, that's something really important to mention. Sorry, my laptop loves to ping when I get an email. Um, Something else to mention, if you are in debt, so we've been um, over the past, well, however long we've been together, paying off some kind of debt. So we've kind of got really good at working out how to get it down. We how much were we at one point? We were over $40,000 in debt at one point. Mm. It was really high. I don't think it was that high. Because we, oh, no, sorry. That's right. The wedding was 40000 So it was about, it was 30-something. Yeah, because we got a personal loan for like 30. Yeah. Well, we got a few personal loans because we like refinanced them to like, mm-hmm. yeah. So we had that. Then we had the credit card because of the ring and then we had my debt from when I was a teenager so all of that combined we had about yeah $38,000 worth of debt and now so bear in mind we've been on minimum like not minimum income but like min like it's small for a family of four it's small it's not anything large we're not having holidays we're not having things like that but the thing that got us through getting rid of the debt was sacrifice and it's so hard because it did come at the cost of our relationship at one point and we've talked about that in the past but it's kind of finding that balance of still enjoying life because what's the point of life if you can't enjoy it but also realizing and understanding the limit of your expenses and not the limit of your expenses the limit of your savings you know and prioritizing what's more important to you eating out twice a week or paying off that debt and that's really what it came down to for us that's where we butted heads a lot as well because i was more like drop everything just pay off the debt but you you have to this this is still a feisty topic guys um but you're saying drop everything and paying off the debt we did all that and five years later, we're still paying it off. So for me, it wasn't just a case of, okay, we'll just, you know, drop every every luxury and everything like that and we'll just hustle for the next six months. If it was six months or a year, 100%, I would sacrifice everything, stay at home, buy nothing, blah, blah, blah. But we're talking $38,000 worth of debt on minimum income like small wage um obviously back when we had the original debt I was working and then I ended up quitting that job excuse me quitting that job because of mental health reasons and then I went into other work and ended up you know helping to pay the bills again but then I fell pregnant and then we just do all that sort of stuff so we've most of the time that we've had debt been on one income um, which is obviously a choice at the end of the day. So if you're on two incomes, that's going to help a lot. But if you're not, which a lot of people are in the situation where they're, you know, stay-at-home moms and their partner's the only sole income earner or you're a single parent or things like that, it is possible to pay off the debt. It is. Um, you know, we're not in six-figure numbers. We are definitely not. We are far from that. So it is possible to do it. It's just about sacrifice and um, it's, it's tough though. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's the toughest thing we've ever done. Yeah. And we had setbacks along the way. Like when we were owning the house, mm. we had those, like, like the plumbing broke mm. three times. 
So then that was like six hundred dollars each time. Yeah. And then if you didn't have spare money, it had to you had to pay for it somehow. Yeah. So like there was many setbacks along the way. It's not like we were no just stopped trying to pay it off. Oh no 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 absolutely not. But that added to the frustration as well because it was just like. You know, we've been working so hard to save money to put off the debt and then it's all going into expenses for the house. And that was a reason why we ended up selling our house was because it was... Sorry, my chair's really squeaky. Um, We ended up selling the house because of all the little expenses because it was an old house and we didn't understand. We When we went into it, we thought, well, yeah, money's got to go into this house, but it'll go into it when we want to upgrade it. But that's not how houses work, I'm afraid. Yeah. They just getting to the point where there was just yeah. the number of issues that were coming up and the rate at which they needed to be fixed was greater than the amount of money that we could ever dream to bring in. Exactly. During the circumstances that we had, like you weren't, you're on maternity leave, me just like working. Yeah. It was just not going to happen. Don't own old houses, guys, unless you have enough money to save for it because, um, or to save for the do-ups because, yeah, it's it was a shock to the system, that's for sure, and I've definitely learned that I'll never own a wooden house again, ever. Far too much maintenance in it, and it was just, it was stressful. It was extremely stressful. Like, that was the time that was the worst time of our marriage, you know? We were putting all of our money into paying off debt so that we could be have a bit more freedom to have money to do up the house that needed assistance (laughs) immediately. Um, And, yeah, we just didn't have that flexibility there. So it caused a massive wedge in in between us because we just felt restricted by money and life wasn't enjoyable. It was just stressful. It was horrible. And then we'd always argue because there was issues with the house that I wanted to fix but couldn't. And then that just became my life every day being like, oh, this is an issue, like, with the front steps. Like, they could have caved mm. in at any moment. No, they But they wouldn't. were rusted through. Like, so you see, it's still even, it's fresh now, and it's, like, two years ago. <laughs> so, um, like, every day that was, like, my life, being like, oh, this is a problem. Like, someone could die on these steps, but I can't do anything about it. Yeah. And then the, just that cycle, and, like, every time it would rain, it would, like, stress me out. Yeah. So that's where, like, you got to me the most. Yeah. And it was just terrible, mm-hmm. absolutely terrible. Like, you're working so hard. And then you try to get a little bit ahead and then these issues come up. And yeah. then the money you did have saved up is now gone. Mm-hmm. It's just soul killing. Yeah. We got to the point when we like we chose to sell, to sell the house, um, which we ended up losing a bit of money on because of the you know, housing situation at the time. Um, but it was the best decision. We lost a couple of thousand dollars in it. But honestly, if we had have stayed there, the mental health and also the cost of like what we were putting into the house would have well outweighed the $2,000 or whatever that we lost in the sale. Um, so it's not ideal. And it put us off buying again, to be honest, but we're finally at a place now where we feel ready to explore it again and ready to be a bit more informed and definitely not compromise on what we're wanting, um, which I think we did the first time. I think we compromised for the sake of convenience and also having a baby or the want to have babies to mm. come. So, um, yeah, definitely don't compromise on your list of to-dos for a house. Yes, <laughs> it can seem appealing, but don't. Don't let your emotions be bigger than your, your like your mum. Mm. What's the word? Like your, don't think with your heart, think with your, your head. brain. Yeah. yeah. Head, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, when we decided to sell the house, that was really the turning point for us, I think, with all of our debt because it freed up like even though we were paying less 
in terms of per week costs for like mortgage compared to what we're paying in rent now, it was a lot. I can't just, well, I can't, I can't explain it, but it almost freed up our brain. And it was like, well, it did free up money <clears> as well. Did it? Yeah, because there was obviously, there was, yes, there was a mortgage payment, and then there was the mortgage insurance, and then there was the that's right home and contents insurance. Yes. And contents was higher because there was other things were counted as contents and the rates. Yeah. And, um, so it does add up. Yeah, and you paid all of the water bill instead of just, like, the usage. Mm. Um, so there was a lot more lot more that you would outlay for it. Yeah. Plus all of the, like, maintenance around the house and things like that, mm. which you don't have to worry about when you're renting. So it was definitely more, more money being outlaid to own the house. Yes, the mortgage was less than the rent that we were paying, but once you add all the other stuff on, it's way more expensive. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to have a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about how we managed to pull ourselves out of the debt. You're listening to the Kissing Your podcast and we're talking all things finance. Yes, most importantly, how we got out of debt. So we've covered off how we got into debt and you know, couples uniting, dealing with that together. And um, now we're talking how to get out of debt if you're in debt. <laughs> yes. And I think we should just state that we are not financial oh. experts. We're yes. just telling our opinions on what's worked for us. Yeah. And it, some of it may help other people. Oh, and look, there are some parts in here that I don't recommend that we did. Really? I'm sure we'll get into that. Um, we just discussed before <laughs> what we didn't like uh, getting our marriage into fucking crap because oh, yeah yeah that i thought yeah. you meant like in terms of no the next no no steps. in terms of the actual finance side of it i'm pretty impressed with what we did okay yeah yeah me too <laughs> he's just like got this little smirk on his face like yeah i did that well it's kind of nice because like i don't know if I'm you were going to go down this this route but we did look at um, what's it called, like the Barefoot Investor. Mm. We started reading his book. Well, there was the audio book. After many recommendations, yeah, many people recommended it. And what what I really got out of it, which was good, was some of his things that he was recommending. We were already doing, mm. like splitting off multiple. We got like, bored with it because we were just like, we're already doing this. Well, his his whole mantra was very. Oh yeah, the bizarre. whole date night. Oh. Yeah, like have like a... Like a <laughs> I say I that and I'm was, like, our marriage was in tatters. <laughs> yeah, like, like a barefoot date night. And, you, and it was so like broken down in little chunks, like go um, <sighs> like just one date night is to then just look at your expenses or something like that. Yeah. And things like that. And then it got really silly, like I forget what turned me off it. There was something to do with like how slow it was progressing. Oh, no, it was... Yeah, it was that, but it was also like he worked on like percentages. Yeah. Like this much percentage of your income should go here and this much should go there. I'm like, well, that's great if you've got enough. Yeah. But the, it doesn't work like that for everyone. So that's where no. I think like like the, the key concepts of his thing we were already doing, which yeah. made me feel like, like made me feel good mm. knowing that, okay, things that I've done many years before this, he's now recommending. I was like, okay, sweet. You're like, damn it, I should have made a book. <laughs> <laughs> No, but because I just kind of came up with the system based on 
your lack of a system <laughs> and my desire <laughs> for organisation. You don't need to me to get to the top of the hill, buddy. No, no, no. no I'm not, I'm just, it's, it's a fact. Like you, your system worked for you, but it wasn't scalable. It wasn't something that I could work with. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about how we got out of it. So do you want to start? So we sold our house. That was the first thing that we did. I'm not recommending that you guys do that, but if that's something that you feel is weighing you down or dragging you back with your debt, then it might be something to consider. Yeah, I guess don't be scared to do it. Yeah. And don't feel like you've failed. No. We definitely felt like failures because we'd only owned it for like two or three years. I think it was three years. Three years, yeah. And the amount of people that we had like, oh, you're selling it already? And then when we told everyone that we were going to rent, the amount of judgment that we actually received for that, it was almost like people saw that as you failing in life, like as if there was some checkpoint that you have to reach in adult life. Like that's just not the case, unfortunately, for everybody. Yeah, in hindsight... I wish we had have waited. Which 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 one? Like to buying. Oh, to buying. Because yeah. then we like blew our chance at getting all like the first home buyers Bruh, grants and stuff yeah. like that. I'm like, we don't get access to any of that anymore. Yeah. Because it was done in both of our names. Like, I know. It's, it's like done. That's something I would actually recommend doing. If you both are in a job and you are in a position where you could apply individually for a house, house loan, I would recommend that you do that, um, that you buy just under one person's name. I know that's not very romantic in the grand scheme of things, but it does mean that you can get two first home buyer grants over your lifetime as a couple versus what we did, which was um, going in together and completely foregoing that. So, yes, you love and you learn. You definitely do. But, I mean, you can't change it. No, we can't change it. It's just a bit disappointing. It is, but it does mean that you'd have to build if you have that grant and we're not necessarily in a position where we'd want to do that anyway. So, you know, it's all circumstantial, but it is, yeah. it's just some bit of advice that we, you know, have learned along the way. Um, but something else, so we, we left, well, we sold the house and we kind of just prioritised what was the um, lowest, it was the lowest one, right? The lowest of our debt and we paid that off first and then you sort of um yeah kind of both what's the word so like you you like the snowball effect yes you you keep paying off the so say you've got all these different debts you're paying off Mm -hmm. just because you've finished paying off one doesn't mean that that money now goes into savings yeah and you then combine that with what you're still paying off you compound it together so kind of like a snowball imagine the snowball rolling along the ground it gets bigger yeah so snowball compound same thing mm-hmm. um and then you use that to then make the next smallest debt disappear yeah and it really does speed up like we were in so much debt only a few years ago and then we paid off the first debt put that money into the next debt and so on and so forth and now we're down to like five grand worth of debt yeah. and the other thing we did at the same time is even though we like um like we have multiple debts some of them were credit cards mm. so we like rolled all those into one balance transfer credit card yes and you can do that as much as you want well, you well don't want to, to a degree it, to a degree you don't affect your credit rating too much exactly so we just basically like yes yeah, we don't applied. do that as much as you want sorry yeah. I shouldn't have said yes that. we had applied for a couple of credit cards and had a few credit cards but then we consolidated them down into i think we got them down to two mm-hmm. just because of the amount of credit that we could get yeah and you can't do 100% of your balance transfer. I think you can only do like 80%, mm-hmm. I think it was. So transferred as much as we could over to the new credit card, which had two years to pay it off. 
Yeah. So we could forget about that interest, just do the minimum repayments on that one. Until and then, we paid the other and one And then off. put as much as we could onto the one that we were paying interest on just to smash that out and get rid of it. Yeah. Um, Highly recommend doing that. Um, obviously, yeah, like I was saying, you need to be careful of your credit rating. But also having credit cards isn't the enemy either. It can actually help your credit rating. So don't be scared of having a credit card. It's just about how you use it mm. um, and not abusing the system either <laughs> like so long as you're meeting the minimum repayments or yeah. and even doing additional repayments now because now the credit companies report additional information like they only used to report oh. if you'd missed a payment they'd sort of like report the negatives yeah but now they report additional things like okay they've made additional payments oh. during the month and they've like done more than they need to that's good so they actually you can actually get a better understanding of your credit um mm. score um so that that's a good thing. Yeah, that's something to note, I guess. Mm. And you can always improve your credit rating as well. Like if you've had a crappy, I don't know, few years of debt and things and you've missed payments and all that sort of stuff, you can always rebuild on it. Don't ever think that it's done. Yeah, and I don't know a great deal about all the details, but certain things will fall off your credit history eventually. Mm. I think they happen at different different stages depending on what it is. Yeah. Um, but different things will, will drop off. Yeah. I think that's pretty much everything that we've really done to pay off the debt, apart from sacrificing. So let's just cover off what we've done. So we sacrificed, sold our house. We ended up um, compounding all of our debts. So start with the smallest or the highest, um, per- oh, not percent, what's it called? Interest rate. Get that one knocked out first. Or put- even just get that migrated to an interest-free yes, card or if you can location. do that or if you've got multiple personal loans refinance them to get one so yeah. you're not paying double the interest you're yes paying. and that's another th- t- uh, another tip don't be afraid to go and approach another bank talk to banks find where the best interest rate is because they will happily bring you across they want your business so it's in your best interest if like to ask around your friends call up banks be like yo what's your interest rate on this and you might be getting jibbed. Like we were with Commonwealth um, years and years ago. We got absolutely fucking jibbed. Yeah. And then we went to um, Suncorp. Yeah. And they were like their, just their normal rate with no like haggling or like mm. to and fro and just their normal rate was like four or five percent lower than Commonwealth. It was crazy It was different. ridiculous. I was like, wow, just for like looking somewhere else. Yeah. Because I think, I think you were with Commonwealth when I first met yes. you. Yes. And then I was with Westpac. I'm like, oh, well, I don't mind moving. I'll just move my yeah. stuff over because that was, like, easier for you. And Commonwealth seemed like they were really good because mm. they had some good features and stuff like well, that. Well, I'd grown up with Commonwealth. I just trusted them. But, oh, my God, they put such a ticket price on it yeah. for just being with the, one of the big four. Definitely shop around. I highly recommend it. It saved us so much money in the long run. Mm. Mm. I think we'd been doing it for a few years as well, but actually planning and saving for your long-term bills like things that may only come up once a year, like yes. rego, yes. like quarterly bills and stuff like that. Because yep. initially we were just like taking that out of savings. So you'd be like, oh, I got $1,000 in savings. Yeah. And then you get the rego through and you're like, oh, there oh. goes six, $700. Yeah, and it's so depressing. Whereas now we've just got that sitting aside and the yeah. bills come in. It's not stressful anymore. You, do, you don't have to worry that, um, oh, where's this money going to come from? Well, that's on this Excel sheet that I was talking about that we can always upload as mm. well. That's why we've got so many accounts, like nine accounts or more than nine, I think now. 
it sounds like a ridiculous amount, but they all serve a purpose. We've got like your long-term bills account. So that's like your rego insurance, all of that sort of stuff. And then we've got our house saving fund, holiday fund. The kids have an account each. Kids have an account each. We both have a transactional account. Mm -hmm. We both have a savings account. We have a joint savings account. A joint joint spending, which is like petrol, fuel. That's that's it. That's all that's meant to come out of that one. That's all that's meant to come out of that one, but there's more that comes out And then probably the the best thing that we ever did was creating another transactional account that has a card on it that you just put in the drawer and you don't actually use, but that's where all of your automatic bills come out of. Yes. Like your Netflix, your Spotify, all of those things. Yeah. Just comes out of one account. So that way you know that the money in there, you can't touch. It's just for those things. Yeah. And that's the thing I find too. It's kind of like with food. If you're following a plan, it's very hard or very, well, it's a lot harder to go off plan. It's it's a lot easier to stay in that line. And also you don't feel like you want to binge, if that makes sense. It's very similar with money. When you've got accounts for certain purposes, I find that I actually don't ever look at these other accounts and then occasionally I'll check them out. I'll be like, holy Jesus, we've got two grand in this account. And then I'll be like, oh, it's because it's long-term bills and that's for X, Y, and Z. And then I'll be like, that's amazing that that's not going to come out of our savings account, you know? So it's definitely, it also feels really good to know that we're that organized and we actually have that money there. And it's so nice getting the bills in the mail and not having that drop gut-wrenching feeling of how the fuck am I going to pay this and that yeah that was the other bit that used to cause us grief Mm. because because since I was handling it all I'd know that okay this bill's coming up soon not really communicate that with you you'd see all this money in savings yeah and then I'd pay that bill and then you'd be like what I thought we had all this money I'd be like no and you'd be like oh because I would be planning for things for us in the future or you know exactly and then that's where you get excited for holidays and stuff you know yes that's why I created this system Mm. to solve all of those arguments and issues to be like okay see that bucket don't look at that bucket it's for things that you can't <laughs> it's money you can't spend see this, this is lollipop the... you cannot lick it <laughs> <laughs> anyway i think that's pretty much it if you have any other questions don't be afraid to head over to my instagram and like i said if enough of you want to have that free excel sheet then i can upload it onto my website for free for you guys to download um but yeah Always open for your questions. If you have any other topics that you want us to discuss next week, also drop those into my DMs on Instagram or you can ring in, which we still haven't had anyone do. So if you want to be super special and get a shout out, then do that. Um, But yeah, we'll chat to you guys next week for another episode. Bye, guys. Bye.